Welcome to the Pleasure Temple, the latest adventure produced by Adventures of Grief Girl. Join me, Dianaya, and Teresa Walker, and a host of other spectacular human beings in an exploration of grief, sexuality, relationships, love, and life. Journey with us as we discover what it means to be fully present in our bodies and leading our lives with pleasure. This content is explicit in nature. As always, moderate your motherfucking selves and get your kids. It's time to learn and fully expand into a conscious movement to break down stigmas and taboos regarding women's bodies, sex, pleasure, parenthood, and creating the relationships of your dreams. We are so excited to share all of the beautiful conversations with you. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore pleasure temple. You can also follow me at adventures of grief girl and at grief after dark. Welcome to the pleasure temple. Welcome to the Pleasure Temple, y'all. Today, <laughs> we've been <laughs> fucking around <laughs> beforehand, but <laughs> it's a doozy today. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey. This is Teresa. <laughs> what are we bringing it in on today? Uh, our production meeting. <laughs> 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 so many topics but the one we landed on or the two we landed on that's been the hottest news this week but it kind of lends itself to previous conversations that we embarked upon concerning roles stereotypes expectations existing within relationships um the un the news of Neil Long's fiance um being suspended from his job for a consensual romantic relationship that was not with Nia Long uh, and the Adam Levine um, discovery mm-hmm. of it misbehaving. <laughs> Folks, that's here in- Yeah. Cheating. <laughs> cheating. And I, I want to be clear about what cheating truly is so like in the frame of monogamy cheating is anything that you have not agreed upon so if stepping outside of what you're doing is not agreed upon between you and your partner that is cheating (laughs) if you know and and people do it for so many reasons and we can go down the list and and you know we're not here to like cast judgment or anything but we're pointing out the disparities between how we are viewed when these things happen so we have a couple of different examples about it but um you know y'all use your discretion and look up these stories get your own information etc etc um i'm not going to go into details about what happened but at the end of the day cheating is the topic today cheating and I love the definition you just gave because I believe people are not clear on that anything Mm -hmm. as what is not agreed upon within the context of your relationship whether that's a physical relationship with somebody else outside of the context of your monogamous relationship or an emotional relationship with someone else that is outside of the context of your monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. It's not a great, particularly when your partner is in the blind or blindsided by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also to kind of want to point out is that we definitely are talking about the framework of monogamy here. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we are definitely going about to go hard <laughs> on the framework <clears throat> of monogamy because in, it's such an important topic to me because it's we have to sit and look at each thing, the imbalances, the, you know, the hypocrisy 
the preaching of one love for all the time and like the double-edged sword of nothing lasts forever so mm. <laughs> you know mm. <clears throat> i feel like all of these things are, are very much related in 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 the pleasure temple y'all know our first day <laughs> in here we heal and we grow and we have to talk about these things because it's it's sensitive yes for some people who maybe aren't ready to approach things in this way because we have this this moral superior moral superiority complex to where you know if we are doing one thing we are absolutely better than everybody else and it has and, to be this one way and it won't happen to me and a <laughs> it won't happen to me so start us off <laughs> wow Okay, in our production meeting, <laughs> several names popped up mm -hmm. that, um, over the years, of course, with our age, um, that have dominated the news headlines with the con concept of cheating. Number one, one of the most popular well-known events is Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. um, you have Beyonce and Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have Mary, uh, who else? We came Holly Berry and uh, her former husbands. Eric Benet right. in particular. Eric um, Benet in particular. <laughs> Eric Benet in particular. Uh, uh, we said Shakira, uh, Gabrielle <laughs> Union. Gabrielle Union, um, all of these things, right? Because cheating, cheating, and for me, what jumps out in in this concept because these are very popular, well known in the limelight couples, is the humiliation factor of their partner. Yeah, um, because. Due to a lack of communication of your needs mm -hmm. within the confines of monogamous relationship, a lack of communication of what you need, what you thought you needed, what wasn't going right for you, what could have been an issue for you. Because what we also said in talking earlier, um, our stuff get raggedy. Relationships get raggedy. We don't <laughs> see to right they get <laughs> and I, I like and I want to say too so like there's so many layers of this I think is is that we um have these expectations of superstars or whatever you want celebrities um to present and they're, just and they're just people and and like you know my mom would always say this is a job it's not <laughs> don't make you better than anybody else it is a job. And I want to impress upon people that, it, again, this is a job that they get paid to do. It's not their mantle of fucking existence. And they are human beings, just like the rest of us. They get tired. They get grumpy. They get irritated. They clam up. They fawn. <laughs> they, you know, they get, have, sick. They get sick. They die. <laughs> you know it all of the above all of the above they are having the same fucking human experience as us and they're having it in the limelight though so like everybody is in your business like all the time so that's an extra layer of shit that they have to deal with and you know oh we could yes yeah, say ah they shouldn't have that job but fuck off you know it's a job we enjoy entertainment as people we yeah. is sitting up here paying lots of money <laughs> to go see these premieres and stuff. So, you know, quit playing. Yeah. We don't get and to I have our cake and eat it too when it, well, as far as that's concerned in my life because it's like people are allowed to be human, whatever their job is. Just because somebody's not at your job fucking clapping every at every turn of what you're doing all day long, <laughs> you know, doesn't mean that you're less important or that you're, what you do is less important. 
and it doesn't make you more human either. And it's just unfortunate Mm -hmm. that the most humiliating, disappointing, sad, depressing parts of their life plays out publicly because they are in a public sphere. Mm -hmm. You know, also we, um, of course, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, we we cannot forget Charles and Camilla. Hey. Um, (laughs) It's three of us in this marriage. I thought it was just two. And I realized it was three of us in this marriage. Now, if anybody I'm quoting, I am quoting um, Princess Diana's favorite um, Mm -hmm. infamous interview when she talked about this you know she said I thought it was two of us and I realized it was three of us in this marriage and mm-hmm. she was referred to her husband um Prince Charles who is now King Charles and Camilla who is my mm-hmm. queen court um talk about a child, side chick winning you know what hey. I'm saying <laughs> side chicks came up that day <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole um, <clears throat> or make light of anyone's death because that is not what I do. Um, at the same time, it's just like the circumstances have permitted this woman who, you know, a, a whole ass fucking princess. She she was with a whole princess's man. And so like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the the layers again it's the layers of things <clears throat> and the esteem we hold people in and so you, you know you would think princess Di- diana had everything but her mental health was suffering like she was trying to raise them boys as normal people <clears throat> in a container that didn't really fit it was not in alignment with what she was trying to do um <clears throat> She's one of my favorite princesses, by the way. <laughs> She's my because for those who <clears throat> are much younger, please look up Princess Diana. Um, and I think too, because she had so many mental health issues. But if you read her biography, if you watch the interviews with her, and to know the container that she existed in bubble that she existed in that wasn't beneficial to serving her needs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but this woman was out in public this woman was out at a time where AIDS was running rampant and everybody was afraid and she's holding babies that were diagnosed um, to be Mm -hmm. HIV positive walking through minefields with a, a vest on to show the result of, you know, this is what happened when we leave um, the remnants of war behind without cleaning yeah. up behind ourselves. Yeah. This is learning to the local population. Learning sign language. Learning, like, just, she was just a stellar. And when she came out in the revenge black dress, you she know, being after fighting the royal family for her, you know, HRH title, and it was taken. Like, this woman stepped out, like, look at me now. Look at mm. me now. <laughs> look at me. Yeah. so she has, an, she has a hold, particularly on the Black community, because she was non-problem, she was a non-problematic princess. Non-problematic princess. Very- and a very accessible princess very accessible princess and so you know but again so a woman who presented as having everything the most privileged she could possibly fucking be her husband still was stepping out was the most unhappy and she was not happy you know we're not making this up you can google princess diana you can see videos and you know if you are adept at reading body language and listening to you know the essence of things when they're coming out of someone's mouth you will be able to tell like this woman she was disturbed (laughs) by a lot of shit and i don't mean disturbed in the sense that she was crazy 
I mean, she was disturbed by some very disgusting shit that no one else was really acknowledging. And And again, so another layer of people gaslighting us into, you know. It was that's her gaslighting. And she was surrounded by people who gaslighted her to make her be the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To accept the BS. In public, (laughs) by the way. With a smile on their face. And so, you know, we can, um, getting back to what we talk about, like the essence of what cheating does when there is not a, an agreement between parties mm-hmm. uh, and one party is cheating. We can definitely talk about the difference of men cheating on women and women cheating on men. But for this, oh, for definitely. This episode, but because what I do know when women cheat, men can't take it and it's over. Mm-hmm. When men cheat, it's almost, not almost, this is an unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. You turn, don't you break up your family because of that. Men gonna be me. Boys if, will be boys. Men will be men. This is fine. It happens forgive him and move on and move on because he's a good man we can bring it full circle to our other episode about being a provider is all that is expected of men in this dynamic and once again we want to make um just a statement we know we are using gender specific terminology here but this is a safe space for any mm-hmm. and everybody to identify so please apply it accordingly to your situation yes um but yes like men before they have been required to be likable and we see mm-hmm. in the fall from the requirement to be likable right now, to be yeah. emotionally intelligent right now. Everybody, to be emotionally available. Everybody's screaming. You know, they're screaming like toddlers right now. <laughs> they screaming like toddlers, yes. they screaming. How dare you tell me I got to do more than besides bring a paycheck? How dare you tell me I got to be more besides, you know, coming in for dinner, asking you um, what's for dinner? How dare you tell me that I have to think of someone other than myself? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Getting back to that expectation that women are supposed to take it, still put a smile on your face and Mm -hmm. endure. Once again, what really stands out for me is the humiliation. Endure it. Endure it. Endure it. Endure it. And then, <laughs> yeah, the man, I said I do. I, the person I said I do with the person I done had children with the person I am building a life with has humiliated me and drugged me in the street. Right. I so getting back to Nia Long. Like, I haven't heard anything from her, but she's one of my favorites from, you know, the late 80s or 90s and stuff. So I kind of grown grown up just marveling at how incredibly talented and how incredibly beautiful she is. I don't know a lot about her life because I have made it a rule for myself. It's like, you know, let them folk have their business. (laughs) You know, I really... don't know a lot about her life she's an unproblematic queen we only hear about her in movies she has a beautiful presence when we see her on the screen her energy translates she's a beautiful physically beautiful one man them bow legs mm-hmm. like else yeah she got bow legs them bow legs i mean like listen that black ain't ever gonna crack you hear me okay, okay. She's, she's she's a goddamn vampire because listen, I could ooh, I could never, ma'am. Anyway, Girl. black black woman appreciation hour. <laughs> let me let throw be- uh, let me mm. throw 
uh, Miss Letitia James, New York Attorney General. I realized that woman was 63 this week. What? Black it does not. <laughs> it does you not. Take it a little bit. You take care. You drink a little water. You take drink care of the little <laughs> then that's how you show up at 63. I that's mean, how <laughs> hallelujah. Like, come on. Um, yeah. And, but, and, and, and so same with Gabrielle Union. It's like a group, you, you know, she's my high school life and, and like in these movies and what, 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 what was it? That cheerleading movie. Cheerleading. And her, <laughs> and her, and her scowl. <laughs> Like yeah. she is incredible. Like we could go down the list. Like what? Who else do we say? Beyonce. Like you know, everybody know who Beyonce is. And to be in relationships where your partner is thoughtless, because mm -hmm. in and make no mistake about it, when we choose to engage in behavior that has not been agreed upon within the concept mm -hmm. of this relationship you're thoughtless you're selfish underscore both of those words <laughs> you're thoughtless and selfish because right. you're thinking about what you need in that moment and i i, I think hard on this right most of, a lot of times there's some unspoken need going on right and people are acting out right that and I, I i think too like women i feel like we tend to be more apt to emotional strain mental mentally so like even <clears throat> in the best of relationships, like we leave relationships mentally before we will leave physically. So we could still be there physically, but be absent mentally after a while when the needs aren't, when all of our needs aren't being met and it's not like just sexual needs it's not you, you know it's a it's, it's a conglomerate it's a lot of, of it's a lot of emotional <clears throat> needs because mm -hmm. speaking strictly heterosexual relationships right now men if your woman goes silent on you if she's <laughs> not you about stuff trying to talk to you trying to express herself all you've met with is silence and she living her life and she's living, you living your life. Bruh, she's gone. Gone. She's gone. She is building up her funds, get her money together, to go ahead and exit stage left. She is gone and it's no coming back because one thing about women, because I am a woman, <laughs> we gonna work for it until we don't that part we gonna try our damnedest to save it and when we throw in the towel mm -hmm. there is no coming back right. to that yeah when she's when she's when she has exit mentally her physical body is shortly behind hey <laughs> So, um, <laughs> and, and, and going back to the concept of normally, not always, but, you know, when people do things that are not in accordance with your monogamous relationship, that is a need uh, has gone on being expressed to your inmate, your, your person, right? You're not expressing what you're needing. Well, you know, I don't know. But this goes back to the concept of emotional intelligence, right? I need to be able to tell you what I'm not getting, right? And not in a way that put my partner on the defensive. The one thing I learned in undergrad, I took a family and marriage class. I and you statements. Mm -hmm. 
you statements put the person a person on the defense. You don't do this. You did that. I yeah, you, 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 you versus yeah. I feel neglected. Mm -hmm. I feel unwanted. I feel mm -hmm. I don't have a place here. Mm -hmm. Translate a whole lot differently. You don't look at me. You don't want me. Emotional intelligence and also how we apply and use language. Yes, absolutely. And so we're looking at these events, some of the most beautiful, most intelligent ladies, right? Mm -hmm. Who are suffering through this public humiliation. Public humiliation, and they are expected to just bear you know, grin. grin and bear it. Grin and bear it, you know, water off a duck's back. It's like, we are fine when is enough enough you know like enough is enough and it, it and the expectation for for anyone anyone and i'm saying anyone to have to be dragged in public like this it's incredible it's incredibly cruel and i it, 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 it can i also say it can't be pleasant for the cheater it, it's not is this pleasant for you you know mm -hmm. But men have a, a level of protection. Absolutely. In the views of the cheater, the position of the cheater that women don't have. That women do not have. Because I think uh, it's also what you were doing for your man. And you said it perfectly in one pod, one of our previous podcasts like how you, you have checked out doing sex, but you, it's also this running choir in the back of your mind where your mind used to say, if you, you don't do for your man, somebody else will do for it. So now it comes back to the ownership of the humiliation and the issue of cheating is falling back on the plate of the woman. What did mm -hmm. I, I fall short? You sis, 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 sis. Who <laughs> Listen, like, did not I can't. I mean, I'm sure a few of these uh, women on this list have had a nervous breakdown or two, and we need to talk about how common that is and how under um, attended it is and how <clears throat> people really just want to see you at your best self all the time and they don't want to see you as human, which is also connected to colonialism. And so the anytime we can dehumanize a thing, we don't have to actually care about it. Girl, you talking about I think so many people's lives right now, particularly women in mm -hmm. general. Black um, women even black more women. particular as black women. Um the one monkeyer that I hate, and I have become to hate this word, this phrase, with every fiber and strand of hair on my head. <laughs> you you just strong, baby. You so strong. You got to be stronger. You just a strong woman. Things are gonna happen. You got to be strong. You got to keep your head up. Think about your kids think about everybody else again we are we are hammering this rhetoric in is that whatever you're feeling is not fucking important it's not important enough to give it room to breathe it's not important enough for you to cry over it's not important enough for you to be heartbroken and the thing is with all what you just said what that says to me I'm not important enough to matter because all of the other factors in my life take precedent. Everything else is more important than me. than you than me and my mental health. You better say it. Everything else is more important. And the it's laundry. Funny. <laughs> the laundry. Somebody Good did. Thing. The children. Laundry, uh, mail, paying the bills, taking care of taking whatever. care of your your dying parents or whatever. Yeah. Everything else is more important than you getting to say, 
this my boundary has been crossed this shit ain't working for me i'm this unhappy ain't working for me. and, and even though what... i can count all of my motherfucking blessings those same motherfucking blessings are killing me gotta say it this what we're talking about i always um get tickled particularly with the day today's rhetoric and you hear particularly concerning black women y'all don't cook anymore y'all don't do this anymore when my grandma was this and when my grandma was that and when i look at the statistics of how many women in the 1940s 50s and 60s was popping barbiturates anti-anxiety meds doubting it with liquor um to stay present to stay present self-medicating to just fucking remain present and not even just stay present to pretend in a fantasy more accurately well to keep the framework from falling apart because they didn't exist the framework is more important than the scaffolding and the foundation because the framework is built upon the foundation and we are the foundation but the message is does the framework is more important than the foundation but without when, the foundation the framework collapses absolutely so like we are continuously putting our energy into this framework because you know it don't work without us and we are continuing to do it. We're continuing to build it up. We are continuing to tear each other down because of who we are or who we show up as in our lives. You know what I'm saying? So like the framework is driving the bus to crazy town and blaming us for being crazy. Okay? That part. We, our destination is motherfucking crazy town. In case anyone is like delusional about this, <laughs> you know the As framework was not meant to sustain this type of living you know the isolation if you're not making it on your own you're nothing here in this country hold on the framework cannot sustain without the support of um and if we keep it 100 we are the most medicated generation we mm -hmm. are the um addicted society so the framework isn't working right but how we make it work is um you got a xanax you <laughs> got a cocktail where hey. am I in order to keep the mask? And you know, we can even broaden that. It's not just substance abuse, it's 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 people abuse, it is Absolutely. social media abuse. We could we could add all of our comforts and luxuries um to the list. So we you know we, we said everybody got something. Right, well, but we praise it in, in certain areas. We praise it, addiction, in certain areas, and we shit on it in other areas. Um, so we kind of want our cake and we want to eat it too. So if somebody's addicted to making <laughs> the code for us to have our wonderful little pixie boxes and cell phones and computers and all of these other things that we have, you have to be obsessed to do that. Absolutely. To keep I mean, coming back to it over and over and over as we define Amazon. Key Thank component. You. The perfect example. We know that the Amazon model is crap. If you don't know, please look up Amazon. Please look up work conditions. Please up, look up unionization. Whatever. Amazon is a crap as design. I am an Amazon Prime member. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that the design, the initial, the underlying design doesn't work. 
Mm-hmm. But damn it, get my shit in two days works for me. Yeah, I think we are all so so, and I I think that that has a lot to do with like it's it's again all of this was is within the same framework for me, Perfect. and I don't yeah. I don't think that these are very separate things, and so like, uh, have you ever been cheated on? I have. <laughs> I have too. I, I have. I have. Have you ever done any cheating? I have. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I kind of. I think I kind of skated past that, but <laughs> I haven't. So I like, have. not actually. And the cheating came about because yeah. of the initial cheat, right? And um. Hmm. I don't know if I can even find that cheating. That was revenge sets. And we was in a very gray area. If we're not together, we're together. But it was definitely revenge in that. Um, But I remember it was actually, it was a very defining moment for me in adulthood Mm -hmm. as I moved forward. Um, The very first part core serious relationship I was in in college he was older by several years um I think I was like 20 21 22 um he was like 29 knocking on door 30 um wow it I, I was I went through a very betrayed bitter phase after that like mm-hmm. It was the lying, it was the betrayal when it when it all came out, how it came out, it really came to head. We had just gone on a vacation with friends who had gotten married. I don't well, I always baffled me because they invited us on their honeymoon, but hell, there was two kids in. So, you know, we rented a cabin in Tennessee, everybody went. Um <laughs> so <laughs> Um, we had a great weekend that weekend. We come back. For some odd reason, I was up. I was up. And he was sleeping in bed. I'm just sitting in bed watching TV. He's asleep. His cell phone rings like at four o'clock in the morning. For some odd reason, I was just up. I answered because I had suspicions, right? But I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, his cell phone rings and it rings at four o'clock in the morning I look at it this person's name pop up I know the name because uh-huh. it was like, at Sophia's so I answer the phone um, I I just simply said hello She's, and she honestly wholeheartedly thought she had the wrong number and she's like oh I have the wrong number I'm sorry Sorry for waking you up. No problem. I hung up the phone because I knew she was going to call right back. Sis, you don't have the wrong number. She calls right back. And <laughs> she You said, don't have the wrong number. This is what I'm thinking in my head. You don't have the wrong number, sis. You're going to call back. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she called back. <laughs> and I answered it again and she asked for him and I said wait one minute hey I said her name and I was like this is Teresa hold on let me wake him up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I woke him up and I said hey it's is on the phone speak want to speak to you oh you think you being motherfucking funny that was his response that morning turned into a free fall fucking battle. You understand me? Like he hangs up on her. Him, uh, him and I, we are going at it. We did not get physical, like put physically hands on each other, but it was nothing. It was a war zone. And um, it broke my trust not in just him as I moved forward in life I was my trust 
are my, how can I put it? My desire to trust in a relationship was completely broken, right? So I built this wall mm -hmm. that I don't believe anything you say, <clears throat> you know, and I'm not going to give my heart to you. It took a very long time because I honestly also thought I could never fall in love again. Oh my goodness. See, see, see. I never thought I the, could fall in love. The damage that it does and, and like, again, the layers of conditioning this is of, of like monogamy being the only choice that we can make and suffering these heartbreaks but it's within this container that like if we had known there was something else available we could have approached things very differently so like you know um oh I was I was young with this man. He was beautiful. Oh my God. Like, let me tell you, <laughs> he was, he was fine as hell. And so the common sense had left my body and we go on with our relationship, come to find out he was married with two children and he was 23 years old. So there, those were not questions I was thinking of asking him at that time. Cause I'm like thinking to myself, fucking who's getting married at, <laughs> at this age and who's having kids and so that was me being super naive and not even in a bad way it was just like we didn't know because I was also young in this relationship I'm, I'm, yeah like I'm just out in the world trying to figure out what's going on and you know he he was so pretty oh my god he was so pretty um you know I remember his face every inch of it <laughs> so like I was enamored really and was not really paying attention to that. And the only reason I found most of this stuff out was because he called me somebody else's name while we were doing something else. And like, it wasn't even sex related. It was like, <laughs> we're fucking renting a movie. <laughs> and so, and he was frustrated and turned around and like called me someone else's name. And I was like, who is that? And he was like, oh, it's nobody. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Well, I knew he had an ex, but like, that was a lie. It was actually his wife. <laughs> he was saying his wife was his ex and they had one kid together. Come to find out they had two kids together. And we had been together since the wife was pregnant with the second one. So, you know, he knew what he was, he knew what he was doing. Oh, God, he didn't Jesus. he didn't live in the same state so it was really easy for him to do and you know he came between a lot of <laughs> oh this was a this was dramatic the breakup was dramatic everything was really fucking dramatic because that's you know where it ended up was that you you know I'm the side chick and he also has another side chick and the Lord, wife ended up calling me and was like, girl, and I was like, girl, <laughs> do you know about so-and-so? Because he cheated on both of us. So here we are. <laughs> and that damaged me thoroughly, you know? And I'm not going to get into details about particular things in our relationship because it was turbulent. It was turbulent, but I love this man, apparently. And I was supposed to stick it out. And I was supposed mm. to um, ride or die for him because, you know, he was my one true love. And it wasn't, it, and so like we, even saying that out loud right now, it sounds so fucking ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. No, what is ridiculous? I totally get it. And I remember <laughs> having feelings, but what has been ridiculous with my which was the most chaotic and detrimental relationship I've ever had in my life because of how it has affected me and how mm -hmm. I conduct myself going forward in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, I lived out of the country for a bit and I came back home. I entertained talking to him for like a couple of weeks. And I can remember one night he had sent me a text 
he had sent me a test. And I looked at this test and I, I was about sleep and I looked at this test and I had a revelation. Why am I entertaining your bullshit? Because what you, how you conducted yourself in our relationship and how it ended was so detrimental to me emotionally and how I viewed myself and my self-worth going forward. I immediately blocked him. What has happened since then? Look like every other year or something, he would reach out to me on various social medias. And at the beginning of this year, he reached out to me via WhatsApp. I didn't know the number, so I enlarged the picture. And when I saw who the hell it was, it was an automatic block. When I tell you, like any and every time he attempts to reach out to me, it's an automatic fucking block. Because motherfucker, you cause chaos in my life. You, now that you're older and you what have exercised your demons, does not give you a blue slip to re-enter back into my life. Now, if I was more susceptible to that, maybe that's how people end up with their bullshit exes. I'm not her. And this is the kicker. We share friends. We share several friends I'm in a sorority, he's in a fraternity. If anyone knows anything about that, people, um, even if we're not active, we're still kind of more of a tight-knit community. I have gone to a party, seen one of his fraternity brothers. Hey, you know, it's just trying to get in contact with you. I blocked his ass. And I'm so fucking real with that shit. I be like, no, I blocked his ass. You ain't got over. I say, I have gotten over what happened to us. It does not mean I have to allow you back into my life. That part. And he was like, well, you know, he's been sick. God bless. God. <laughs> Recovery. But it does not, and, and it goes back to that layer of protection that men have, right? Mm -hmm. Some his warped sense of thinking, out of all the bullshit you did, and I participated in up until a degree, you yep. still think you have license to return to my life and I should open your door. And let you come in and be like, hey, how you doing? No, motherfucker. I will set you the fuck a fire. <laughs> Listen. And that's, that. that's, it's ingrained. It's ingrained. It's ingrained. And they think that that shit's okay. They think that, you know, oh, it's, but it's, women have been complicit in, in, um, reinforcing this narrative nature. yes absolutely nature. it's counter blessings oh he's a really good man and it, it you know mm -hmm. and it's every time we have to fucking die in our souls in ourselves we have to put it's ourselves on the back burner to accept this thing you know this man didn't think i was gonna fucking break up with him over this oh. shit he I didn't he, did. it was it was like the fucking furthest thought from his mind he didn't think that i was gonna have some shit to say about that and i'm like you know <laughs> sir never. sir and it and and but i'm also now in hindsight and like you know what i knew even then that this was a crack of shit <laughs> i knew even then, mm -hmm. that this was a crack of shit, and that we could possibly do things a little bit motherfucking differently. It, I feel like that may have been the beginning of it. It's just like, I, you know, but I went on to do some shit anyway, <laughs> even knowing, even fucking knowing, I went on to do some shit anyway. It is so funny you say that because it was one guy. I dated before him that I would say the very first man I fell in love with, right? But we were high schoolers, teenagers, going into college, yada, yada, yada. He has been the only guy that has escaped my lack of trust. 
Mm -hmm. We had it established beforehand, right? So my lack of trust, when I say my lack of trust, I just don't put, I am very good in relationships. I just don't put shit past anybody because people will do anything, right? And I don't hard this part people are like i ooh, and it touches on that that moral superiority stuff and it's mainly those ones who hold themselves superior who be doing mm-hmm. the worst shit <laughs> who be who be out in these streets acting the fuck up in all My- manner of, of ways and then want to like browbeat us or gaslight us into thinking oh no 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 I'm morally superior and I oh I remember my mom saying and I say it now and I got it from her you didn't think you was gonna get old because they tend to come in from the streets when they get old or they did don't work baby listen a hard head <laughs> make a soft ass <laughs> like that's one of them that came down from my family line. A hard head makes a very make a soft ass. Hey y'all, we are splitting this latest episode into two. Once again, we was carrying on, and so thank you for joining us. Catch up with us next week with part two. Yes, as always, we were involved deeply in our discussion and it went longer than we had originally planned. So please, please, please bounce back in to hear the second half.